Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Check out The Captain's Table, Saturdays, on iTunes and ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. So you guys like jerking off? Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up guys? Number 109. I'm Chris. Yes, I'm Aaron. I'm Jay. Yeah. And this time it's for real. For yeah, real. Take two for us. Yeah, we got a half an hour of golden conversation. <laughs> Gone to the ether. Gone in the ether. <laughs> Can't hear us talk about jerking off for ten minutes now. Yeah, I think not we that did. we jerk off for ten minutes because that would be a really long time. <laughs> but <laughs> well, it depends if you no, got anything to do. You know, I don't know. Yeah, we had a to- we had a technical difficulty. Didn't capture our first take. No, I think we noticed it about what twenty minutes into it, I maybe think a half the hour. Technical difficulty was between the keyboard and the chair. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Ah. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yeah, that's a technical difficulty. You, you're not technical enough to handle your equipment, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah, we missed a, a golden conversation about uh, masturbation that I can't even remember why we got into it in the first place. So maybe, maybe the public will oh, hear those we, stories another day. We were, we were talking about your buddy who uh, we yeah, were talking yeah, about him. No, anyways, so you guys don't know what the fuck we're talking about. So <laughs> no, you know, speaking of technical difficulties, though, I. So every once in a while, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of these are produced in people's basements. And I, really, I heard that happens. Yeah, huh? yeah. What really? You can do a basement? That? You say not everybody a has a pro studio like us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's editing mistakes though. It's not about where they're recording it or any of that. It, sometimes things don't get edited properly before they get posted. And that even happens on on NPR. There's actually quite a few times where uh, listening to Terry Gross's program, Fresh Air, where I've caught like they'll they'll go back and reread a line, but forget to edit out the bad take. Oh, and so you hear him like stop and go back. But there was the funniest one the other day. I was listening to Adam Savage's podcast, and about ten minutes into it, it the conversation stops, and somebody goes, "Shouldn't that light be flashing?" <laughs> And then it's like three guys like monkeying around, tripping over cables. I mean, it goes on for like five minutes and then they go back into their conversation, but it was all left in the podcast. I found it very entertaining though. Yeah, that's the reality. I mean, that's the reality of a podcast. You get to see a little bit of behind the scenes. It's not as polished as radio. Doesn't have to be. Yeah, Bill Burr does no editing and sometimes it comes through. Like his battery will run out while he's, you know, in the middle of a read or something and like be in the middle of a commercial and it just stops. You know, and he's like, Oh hey everybody, I'm back. Battery died. <laughs> you know, or cord fried or something like that. And I don't know, it's i guess it depends on maybe the atmosphere of the podcast. You know, if they're trying to come off pro or it, I don't know, it's I could see how it can be endearing. Right. But at the same time, too, it's also just annoying as someone who edits and produces them to hear, like, shitty mistakes sometimes. Right. I was, like, I was kind really? of... You're I, getting paid to do this and you fucking... Yeah. Hey. I was experiencing both things. Like, I wouldn't have missed that. And also, mm. I'm glad they left that in. It's kind of entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm more, I'm more keen to do that on The Weedsman. When uh, when things go astray, sometimes I'll leave them in. Yeah, I left uh, I left a little bit of the wine spill in. <laughs> the wine, I, didn't, I, I hope mean, you I didn't left leave the whole thing in. I hope. Wait, was Jay in it then? When he just goes computer, <laughs> that's my favorite part. <laughs> no, I did not. I just I, I left in me swearing, and you could hear the wine hitting the table, and then I edited it to you talking about you know hey we had a spill and all that because right. it, it was like fucking like 15 minutes long <laughs> yeah yeah it was quite the cleanup operation <laughs> i wouldn't expect you to leave the whole thing in so all right a so fucked weird, up start to a fucked weird, up week weird week weird yeah. weird week lots of uh not very fun news this week. yeah if you have kids i'm sure it's been awesome to try explain a lot of the things in the news this week to them you know it's great. I don't let my kids watch the news, right? So I don't have to explain it. Does their school have Channel One? Uh, they're not in school right now. <laughs> yes, oh, duh. Channel One Sorry. isn't. Uh, June. They don't. Do they still do that? No. Oh, and they it's have, July. No, they have, really. Channel One is dead. And I don't. Do and well, I don't think they talk school. about Bill Cosby. It's not my kids' school, anyways. There's no. There's a. Oh yeah, there is a projector in their room. Well, the, the big news with Bill Cosby this week is that uh, the AP 
filed to have documents released from the trial in 2005 where uh, Andrea Constand was suing Bill Cosby in a civil case claiming that she was drugged and raped. And the key part to this testimony was when Bill Cosby was asked if he had ever uh, obtained prescription quaaludes in the interest of giving them to women to make them pass out so he could molest them. And he said yes. Bill so, apparently too good for Prescription or over the counter? You said prescription, but the last time you read this story, it, it was, I'm sorry, everybody. I might have said over the counter, over the counter. Uh, mistakenly. Okay. I think it was prescription. Okay. God, what can you imagine quaaludes? quaaludes were over the counter? Jesus. Quaaludes were a sleeping pill right. that if you could stand to stay awake really 15 minutes after they fucking kick in, you have a really badass trip. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to push past You got to push past So it. is it like an opiate? I'm not sure what the... Probably is some, some chemical sort of... makeup of it is, but it's... Yeah, that's what a quaalude is. No idea. I earned this perfect opportunity for... Uh, well, maybe it'd be in poor taste, but our, what? our, our old buddy Al Pacino. Another quaalude. She loved me again. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. it's... What can... It's, it's, it sucks because... No, another unfortunate choice of words. We blew our wad on the Bill Cosby... That wasn't recorded, but I mean, right. it's, it's, well, the, the if you, main if you had any love left for Bill, it left this week. Yeah, it's, right. It's so disappointing, man. Yeah, I mean, the, I, it was it was hard to argue against the multitude of cases that came out in recent years. But, you know, there's still some part of me that would would hope that it was not true. You know, if mm-hmm. I found some evidence that, you know, this was all some crazy conspiracy, then uh, I'd probably go with it and, you know, try and. Uh, I wonder if you ever put lewds, quaaludes in the fucking pudding. <laughs> Put you put the quaalude in the pudding. But yeah, I mean it's gone now. He admitted he admitted to doing it, and uh, honestly, man, I have the same feeling about this as when I found about found out about Michael Jackson. Honestly, you know, because like two huge stars, I I was a fan of. We never really saw uh, this kind of concrete evidence in Michael with Michael Jackson, though. No, no. See, for me, what Michael Jackson though was a little bit different because you kind of felt sorry for him because it was maybe more like i mean not not detracting from what he allegedly did but it he was more fucked up with michael jackson yeah, mental I, illness i don't possibly. know right, right. I, that's with, the thing this is bill, like, this is I, just slime ball behavior yeah, i almost doubted that michael jackson was having sex with minors i really really still would like to think that he didn't and that he just had some really weird some, mental problems and that some he boundary just, issues he, well he probably just yeah boundary issues and he just loved yeah. children like crazy fucking cuckoo you know wanted to give kids the childhood he never had mm-hmm. which know. i'm sure which, yeah. is, it's probably all true it's just whether it ever severely it's just fucking weird the line or not. but it's really fucking weird you know what i mean like to us it's really weird I mean, it is really weird. It's, you know, whoa. Bill has a celebrity booster. You know, can you guys got any guesses who it is? A celebrity booster? No. Donald Trump. Someone, someone who's defending him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> there goes my guess. I can't. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. That's because she fucking licked the fucking pussy juice off his dick after he was. Come on done. now. <laughs> that Come was on. brutal. That was brutal. <laughs> but uh, you know, she's been getting death threats and stuff. I didn't know I, that. And so, her whole thing is she says she has not he has not been taken to jail or tried on anything. Well, I wonder so, if she's been heard from since this uh since these court documents were opened. Uh this is dated one twenty PM today from oh. uh, the AP. Really, yeah. Mm-hmm. So fully aware of his testimony in this court case that was settled out of court and the, and the documents were sealed on it. And now it's come out that he admitted to, he at least admitted to obtaining the drug for that intention, right? And when, when I don't know what else you, you really need. If he's going to admit to obtaining quaaludes and, he's, and all these people are going to accuse him of being given quaaludes and raped afterwards... Well, I mean, we can connect the rest of the dots here. Question is, will Jello seize this opportunity for new Jello flavor? Quaalude <laughs> Jello. Well, Disney find, seized the opportunity, or actually was kind of convinced by petition on Facebook to remove a bust of 
of Bill Cosby from one of their theme parks. Uh, Disney's Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame Plaza in Hollywood Studios theme park. An extremely long name for what sounds like an extremely boring theme park. But who knows? Is that what the old uh, is that the old MGM Studios maybe? Don't is, know. Like, is, is that still exist? That is Disney that in MGM Florida? theme park or this is in Florida. Yeah, yeah that's, there was yeah, in Florida. There was MGM still down there. Really? It, yeah. That still exists? Yeah, it still exists. It had the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular and yeah, all that bullshit. Which was kind of dumb. Yeah. I hey, saw when I you're 10, there. that shit was awesome. Yeah, it was their opening right. season. <laughs> it was awesome. It was 15. I was 15. It was still awesome. Uh, but it, 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 I've never it's, been to any Disney park of any kind. Or uh, Not to, ch- to change the subject here, but really, Disney, all of a sudden you have a conscience. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... <laughs> I mean, I mean, people that work for you, uh, the nickname for your company is Mauschwitz. I mean, yeah, yeah, but when it comes to, I mean, Disney also has an interest in trying to keep its image squeaky clean. I'm surprised that they held out for this long. Yeah, I, uh, I would have figured that the minute that an allegation was made, they would have been like, nope. Hey, here's a true test. Are they still running Captain EO? <laughs> Uh, probably not. <laughs> but, you know, they still, I don't know, they've given Robert Downey Jr. millions and millions of dollars in the past yeah, decade. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Wasn't it, wasn't it made a little more than a decade ago he was waking up in some stranger's nursery or some shit? He, he went home to the wrong house. He was so fucked uh, up. He was unemployable because no one would insure him. Because, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, if you're a if you're a big deal actor and they're give, putting millions of dollars into you, and you've got some kind of problem that could keep you from like that could make it make the schedule for a movie uh, fucked up. Well, that's going to cost the studio money, so they take out an insurance policy on that. Well, they couldn't find anyone to insure him because he he was a pretty much guaranteed problem. But, you know, now he gets paid millions of dollars to play an alcoholic. Yeah, I know, right? And it can't even have any of the fun of playing the alcoholic. Right. But, you know... Uh, but Bill is also uh, in Philadelphia. There is a mural um, uh, to North Philadelphia... <laughs> celebrating Father's Day features Cosby in a trademark purple sweater between South African leader Nelson Mandela and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. They're, they're thinking about taking it down. It's, uh, however, it's, uh, that- I guess the, the qualifier in this story also says, but it already been considered for decommissioning because the wall under the train bridge where it's painted is in bad shape. My guess it's probably been tagged with things like rapist, <laughs> you know, right. things like that, you know. Right. Taggers don't give a shit. But, you know, that is interesting to me because it puts the story in this kind of crazy perspective of the heights to which this man rose in being loved by everybody to this and to just being, I mean, rightfully so hated for his actions. To play devil's advocate here, I mean, Mandela Mandela cheated on his wife, but I mean, he wasn't right drugging people it's you know i yeah i don't really equate that at all and you know the other thing is it too is like bill cosby was beloved by a nation because he was so funny and he he told he stories. did refer to himself as a moral pillar which well that's, that's well, out you, the window now bill no he kind well he kind of did though he i don't know that he referred to himself as such but he was very preachy and especially in, mm. in more recent years, he's in his old age, he's become very preachy, which is... Well, some good. of the things he said I can't argue with, but, you know, I'm white and I'm not allowed to agree with them. Uh, <laughs> it just for the record on this mural, the spokesman says no one's actually complained about the mural. They're just actually they're thinking about taking yeah. it down just because of the recent allegations, which, yeah, you know, seems fair. Right. And But uh, to go back to, like, Nelson Mandela, for example, he was also a hero because he was fighting against apartheid and he was uh, a political prisoner for, what, 20 years? How long? 20, 26 years. 26 years? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not really the same thing. No, cheating on your wife, cheating on your wife. But, you know, it's, it, we could get into the, the semantics all day because, too, I mean, you could bring up Jesse Jackson, <laughs> you know, Mr. Oh. Moral Upstanding 
pillar of the yeah. community. He you owns know, like three million come out, he was seven in an affair for like 20 years and had an illegal or an illegitimate love child and all that stuff. But once again, not drugging and raping women. No, but he's, you know, $7 million in his back taxes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing Unregimented on Facebook and following Unregimented on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. If you like Unregimented, please tell a friend to visit ChristopherMedia.net. You can subscribe to Unregimented on iTunes for free just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. You can also show your support for Unregimented when you buy something on iTunes just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. It won't cost you anything extra, and it shows your support for Unregimented. While you're on iTunes, please remember to write a review and rate Unregimented five stars. Just click on the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Android users can listen to Unregimented for free at ChristopherMedia.net by clicking on the Stitcher radio player on our homepage. You can also listen to Unregimented for free at TuneIn.com or by downloading their free TuneIn radio app. Don't forget, you can always listen to Unregimented for free across any platform just by going to ChristopherMedia.net. Make sure to check out all of the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. Mondays and Fridays, you have Unregimented. Reach us at UnregimentedPod on Twitter. Tuesdays and Fridays, you have the Weedsman Podcast. Find those guys at the Weedsman 420 on Twitter. Wednesday, you have the Projection Booth, projection-booth.com, or at ProBoothCast on Twitter. Saturday, you have the Captain's Table at Captain's Podcast on Twitter. You can also check out one of our new shows, well, new to us. It's the Ugly Club Podcast. It's another movie podcast, but these guys go with more of a theme each week rather than just one movie. You can check them out at Ugly Club Podcast on Twitter or UglyClubPodcast.com. If you like Unregimented and want to show your support for Unregimented, you can donate to Christopher Media by clicking through the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click through the Amazon banner at ChristopherMedia.net and bookmark the link. It won't cost you anything extra, and when you buy something, you will show your support for Unregimented. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net that's who we use to host Unregimented. When you sign up for HostGator by clicking through the banner at ChristopherMedia.net, you are helping to support Unregimented. Oh, yeah, and the other fun news story this week was about Jared, Jared Fogel. Insert your $5 foot long joke here. <laughs> no doubt. Well, so yeah, Subway, Subway has terminated the relationship with Jared. He's no longer going to be the spokesperson. And it's due to, well, the... The FBI was searching his place looking for evidence to see if he was involved in child pornography because the the head of his foundation, what was his name, Russell Taylor, he's a director of the Jared Foundation, was arrested on May 6th and found to be in possession of child pornography and uh, some of which even appeared to have been filmed in his own home. Good so, God, yeah. man. He was not just collecting it. He was He was remaking it. Not Jared, it. but this is the dude that was like part right. of the foundation that Jared, mm-hmm. part of the, he was the, the head of the Jared Foundation, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was fired after he was charged. And, and Jared Fogel claims to know nothing about it. Uh, he was, Russell was charged with seven counts of child pornography. He's been in custody since he's attempted suicide. I hope he gets it right next time around. Yeah, because no, it's not going to go well for him in I prison. Hope, I hope the inmates take care of him. I mean, that's what our taxpayers' yeah. are, dollars are for. Right. <laughs> now, now, can we say that Jared was probably a, uh, a victim of this new witch hunt out for blood mentality there people has, have? Like, he was needed, like, this is truly a conviction in the court of public opinion. You wouldn't charge right. anything. He fully, co- if you read the stories, he fully cooperated. Right. You know, he, you know, he said, sure, come on in, do what you got to do. And Subway's, it's, it's like Subway just doesn't even want to even deal with it. Well, Subway said that, uh, and I believe uh, on Jared's side too, they've said uh, that the the split was mutual. They were basically like, you know, they, they knew that being this close to the uh, child pornography case is going to affect Jared's image and could understand why Subway would want to just disassociate themselves with that, at least for the time being. Well, I so, mean, he did all right. He had, what, a two-decade run with them? Dude, he's worth $15 million. He gets paid like five to $10,000 for appearances. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who has zero charisma. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I remember, yeah. I remember when the first Jared commercials started coming out and I was like, that guy? Really? <laughs> like, I would rather you just found a skinny guy and lied to us <laughs> than put his mug all over everything. I want to well, yeah, see pretty with Photoshop, things. Photoshop, you could just take a photo hey. of the skinny guy. Hey, that's why I watch Buffy and- the Vampire Slayer, damn it. <laughs> Plus the storylines are good. 
<laughs> so, but you're you're right, Chris. Uh, we are damning him already in the the court of public opinion, and there's been no evidence at least that we've heard about so far of them actually finding anything or any connection and the reason that they uh were looking the reason they got a warrant to search his house is because there was there was links that i guess on on the uh on some of the 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 porn that they found in russell's place there was evidence that he had sent it to other places including to jared oh still doesn't know that it's Still doesn't mean anything because I mean, well, this the story is, this I guy. read was it just had some documents from the Jared Foundation on the same hard drive as the child pornography. Yeah, that's what I read. Well, and also this is a guy who apparently has he he told one of the women that works at the foundation he asked if she wanted to see pictures of naked kids like. What? How does how do you even what? bring that up? I, I hey, don't know. I hey baby, kids. you want to see, see him? You know, naked <laughs> kids. I got naked kids here for you. Yeah, he's got, maybe he's got that like Bob Crane type charm. And, and like I find world? it hard just to ask a girl out for a drink. How do you like get the balls to ask somebody that you barely know if they want to participate in? Child pornography. Child pornography. I was just going to like take child out of it. Just pornography. Like, hey, you like porn? <laughs> like, that's not a casual subject. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it, it too. And in what well, world I mean, you know, it does this guy about. live in where, like, hey, you want to see so this child porn I made is a, like, uh, valid way to pick up women? <laughs> like, <laughs> sick I, bastard. Maybe, who knows? Maybe he wasn't trying. I don't. I'm not sure that's his thing. Like of the 100 greatest pickup lines? I mean, it's easily probably 110. I think maybe he was trying to look for another candidate for his dog. <laughs> Apparently, there's some bestiality going on in these videos, too. Oh, I'm getting out the peanut butter? Yes. Dude. <laughs> I just, by the way, I, Dude. I, I saw season one of Orange is the New Black. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that scene with Boo and her dog. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. What happened to your dog? It got weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I I, uh, I know. Dude, we're just talking about these stories, and I just feel uncomfortable. I know, right? It just totally makes me feel greasy. Yeah. I had yeah. I had a really hard time reading the story about like re- getting more information on Russell Taylor and f- and you know, I didn't really need to know the details but finding out that that some of it may have actually been produced by him and they were describing that you know the the kids on these videos don't even appear to know that they're being filmed I don't know just like really if you fuck up. kids like, can we kill you like can we just put that into the constitution yeah, yeah, somewhere I'm, I'm that's cool with that. we already have that set up it's an unspoken agreement with the rest of the prisoners yeah. Look another way. Take it, taking your baton, pushing the camera to the, oh, you know, to the well, side. It's perfect. I mean, dude, we, you like killing people. We don't really like killing people, but think that there are some people that deserve to die. Mm-hmm. But we, we can't don't get a technically cons- have the death penalty. However, we have the inmate penalty. You want to save the taxpayers thousands of dollars? Yeah. We're gonna put you in this cell with no cameras on it. Yeah. And we're just gonna fucking look the other way. Uh, and guess what? Your commissary is getting just a little larger for the next couple of months. Yeah, exactly. Just pull a Healy and walk away. Right. So are we Are we done with the Jared thing? Yeah, I think All so. Right. Yeah. So I'm reading this it's story. A, yeah, no, it's a great show. We start off with fucking raping and child fucking Jesus. So Yeah, it's hard to even say, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. it's Ugh. drugging people for sex and having sex. Yeah, let's take a break. Children. I'm going to take a shower. Yeah. And we're right. <laughs> Dude, that'd be an acid shower. I'm reading on archive.org about how BBC faked a Syria gas attack. Or, I mean, yeah, BBC faked a, a Syrian gas attack. Um, just, uh, I want to play this clip. I don't know how loud it's going to be. The charity, hand in hand. Here, I'm going to start this I need a pause because it's just absolute chaos and carnage here. Um, we've had a massive influx of what looks so. like serious burns. It seems like it must be some sort of... And I'm not really sure, maybe napalm, something similar to That's that. That's the original. But obviously, within the chaos of the situation, it's very difficult to know That's CNN exactly put out. what's going on. It's just absolute chaos and carnage This here. is BBC's version. Um, we've had a massive influx of what looked like serious burns. It seems like it must be some sort of chemical weapon. I'm not really sure. We noticed she said originally, she said that it was some kind of napalm attack. Right. 
And then the BBC put one out that she's saying they digitally altered what she was saying and had her saying chemical weapon attack. Right, because it, well, if you watch yeah, the, the one I'm the, reading says it was chlorine gas. Yeah, right. because if you look at the footage, she's got a, a mask on. Right, she's a doctor. Um, right. Let me see. She got this big mask over her face. So you cannot, I mean, they could have dubbed anything in there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, was so, so that was the difference was just the, they, that they altered what she said or was that? Y- yeah. There was this other, and, they went over to another part of footage where they showed some other shit going on. And I thought maybe. Yeah. It, well, here's the thing is this is Dr. Rala Hallam. Okay. Um, okay. And it says in a subsequent BBC interview, Dr. Rala Hallam complained about the UK Parliament refusal to authorize a military strike on Syria. Hallam's father is also on the Syrian National Council, the political political body which represents opposition militants. So it says, uh, I this you know I suspect the motive motive in this instance and others by the BBC are propaganda intended to affect public opinion in the UK in such a way as congregate support and underpin an offensive against the Syrian government. So, and it is artificially dubbed with chemical weapon instead of napalm type strike. And uh, I guess this, I'm trying to find more on her because she's been, she had some shit to do with Iraq too because like she went in front of like Congress or something and basically... Right, it says uh, the napalm balm images had been substituted with footage from an entirely different event. So that when they cut over to, they showed another doctor and some other guys and looked like they were kind of gathering around somebody who was splayed out on a on a table or something. Right. And the the lighting looked totally different and everything too. Yeah. So they, they spliced in some other footage and changed what she said. To what end? What was their... What did they gain from uh, framing this as a story about a chemical attack and not a napalm attack? Because it's easier to uh, gain support for a strike against another nation right. or group with a chemical attack because that's like you know it, it's illegal. Right. So now uh, you now you can get the UN involved. Right. So like if you're using firebombs, I mean it's not cool, but it's not like UN worthy. Right. You know, UN's going to be like uh, knock it off or we're going to come it. in there and knock it off for you. So they were they were faking news in order to attempt to ratchet up the case against Syria uh, the Syrian government. Yep, and CNN played that shit too cuz you're taking a page out of the US's playbook. Well, no, C- that's the thing, man. Is CNN aired that first and it was ah. the napalm strike. So you got if you look at everything in that video, you'll see that it just doesn't all add up and you could kind of tell that it's spliced together now that it's like kind of, you know, out there in the open. You know, if you were watching CNN and it flashed, you wouldn't really, you know, if, who really pays attention to CNN? You're like it's like listening in the background kind of thing, I guess. I don't know. I guess there are some cuckoos that listen to that, that fucking shit. But anyways. Well, there's a story here by Robert Stewart, who I guess was, this is on globalresearch.ca. And he was, uh, he wrote many letters to the BBC trying to uh, get a comment on this story. And this is what he got. The pictures used on news site on BBC Two were more graphic. And as the program is shown after the watershed to UK audiences, that is within audience expectations. However, as the version going out on the BBC News Channel is also broadcast around the world on BBC World News, we have to be more careful in terms of taste and and decency to our audience elsewhere in different time zones. (laughs) So this is apparently an argument for why they switched out some footage. Yeah, right. Which doesn't really touch on the language we had also like we would also reiterate the point we made in our first response that the change of pictures did not change the journalistic integrity of the piece so we feel it is editorial editorially justified and in line with the bbc editorial guidelines okay <sighs> so what what this is is kind of a Just bait and switch newser- right t- newsertainment dude that's this all is, is this is what politicians do when their backs are against the wall yeah we can admit to this one wrongdoing and focus the attention on that right right so yeah our bad we switched out some footage no wait what we're saying is that you change the total context of the story right and but if they make the if they make the news story now about them just switching out the footage people will forget about the other part of it and more plus you also have people who are more liberally minded who would just rather go well yeah you know that's not right but you know it's for a good cause 
you know, because Siri is bad. Because CNN told me so. Right. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of all these countries. Get the fuck out. Let them destabilize. So Greece has got some shit going down. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're fucked right now. Yeah, it's it's impossible it, to ignore the news stories about Greece, although I guess I haven't I haven't brought it up because I don't understand money <laughs> that well. Was it Alec Baldwin on Thirty Rock says they had, ever since they invented democracy they've kind of been coasting ever since. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess they well, they're they have, getting an, another loan. Well, they got thirty six hours to decide whether they're going to accept it or not, and if they don't accept it, like whatever the terms are mm-hmm. uh, that the EU put forth to them, yeah, they're they're kicked out of the eurozone. Right. So they don't have. They're not allowed to use euro anymore. They got to go back to like the drachma or some shit. I like they'd be un-Europed. right? Yeah, they got to go back to their own currency. Which Wait, is doesn't so the euro deep. suck anyway? As far as de- its stability and value. Well, this uh, is the reason why because yeah. because what a, they don't have another choice. They they have to kick Greece out of it if they if they don't take this loan, and that means that uh, they're not going to get paid their debts paid back either. Right, which means so, everybody who had monies deposited within those banks loses all that fucking money. Right, gone. It's all gone, wiped out. And now, and now the euro is totally destabilized because of that. Right, because every but every other country has to, in some way, absorb that debt. That's going to affect all of Europe's economy now. So, which in turn affects ours. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a global economy. And this is going to give every hippie asshole we know more fuel for. You see, why I don't trust banks, man. Well, this is so we've got the euro. Then we've I got fucking China. don't trust banks after what they fucking did to me in my house. They can kiss my I ass. Do not, I do not bank. Fucking I bullshit. I take my check to the bank it was it was drawn from and they asked me every single time if i would like to open an account so as to avoid the ten dollar fee to cash my check i was like no i get you paid bi-weekly you can have the 20 bucks a month yeah. because it's way less <laughs> it's it's so much worth it to not have the hassle of of what like the convenience of shopping online and having my identity stolen, the convenience of uh, not having charges bounce back, but instead they push them through and add a $39 service fee for overdrafting. I mean, yeah. and, and they compile. Right. I so, know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know how this shit goes. I do. And and they also, and there's actually been evidence of this. And I, I've tried to, I remember when I, this happened to us a number of times when I was married. We'd run into the situation where we'd be like, you know, in debt to the bank for hundreds of dollars mm. on overdraft fees. Did you ever call them? And, oh, yeah. Oh, I've had some maddening conversations with them because I I look at the, the, the dates on the transactions and when they were processed. And I also have all the receipts from all, the, all my transactions as well. So I know exactly right. when I made them, too. And even based on their date of entering the transactions, they were still drawn from my account in a way that would make the overdraft fees compound. So of let's course. say... I change, you know, oh, you I, guys char- I charge uh, five bucks. Banks. You know, I go get 10 bucks worth of gas. I do five bucks worth of some food. Was that Boa? You know, I swipe the card at some other place. I have all these little like under $20 charges. And then there's $100 charge that causes the account to overdraft. Unless we process that $100 charge first. Now the account's overdraft at an earlier point, and you're not just getting a $39 fee for that $100 overdraft. You're getting it for all, the you're getting it for all these 5 and 10 and $20 transactions. Right. So now you have five, six yeah. overdraft fees, right. and you owe the bank hundreds of dollars. What fucking bank was that? All of them. <laughs> but no, I, I got a credit union, no, so it ain't like that. Um, it was like that for the credit union that I, I banked at as well. I, get, I tried that. Um, if the money's not in my savings account to cover it, mm-hmm. they'll, it's a one time, like it's one fee and I've called and talked my way out of it. Right. It's so far between that. I have, I've talked my way, I've gotten them to usually reduce the fees yeah, by half. Right, right. If I am willing to stay on the phone long enough, it's basically an endurance match. Yeah, I kill them with kindness. Because wow. I try I and fucking that's kill my them problem. With kindness, I come dude. at them y'all, with logic. Nope. And y'all got to shop around. I'd be like, and I get like, super frustrated. Here, here's what I do. I'm like, hey, listen, you know, yeah, I kind of screwed up a little bit 
sit there and didn't realize, you know, kind of like admit the stupidity, dude. And people yeah. are blown the fuck away by that. Like, because who the fuck admits when they're wrong? Right. I mean, who knew? That's right. Yeah. <coughs> who admits? It? I mean, you overdrafted, dude. I'm sorry. You overdrafted, right? You fucking overdrafted. Right. Oops, my bad. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, the way they see, structure I have it overdraft was, protection. Like, so they'll I. replace the money and then I got 24 hours to, yeah. to get the money back in there. Well, I also remember a time when I would use my debit card. I didn't have enough in my account. Uh-huh. And it wouldn't my, allow the transaction. It would not allow the transaction to go through. Well, that's that, how it should be. And and I was fine with that. It yeah. happened. That's how it I, should I was be. declined and I was embarrassed and I was like, oh fuck, I best I, I better take uh I better do better math on my uh, on my bank account. But then all of a sudden it, this policy just changes over to, oh, this is a convenience thing. <laughs> and for your convenience, yeah. we're, we're going to charge, charge you <laughs> $25 is what it started out with and then eventually over the course of like a decade Got up to thirty nine dollars. I think was is the most that they can charge on of this type of fee. See, I've been with the same bank for fifteen years. I've had one issue, and it was such a chicken shit issue. And it turns out uh, what they were do- what they were doing there ended up being a class action lawsuit against the bank, so they can no longer do what they did to me. Just I, I got a direct deposit, and I had something, some bill or something processed at like five a.m. and then direct my check hit the bank at like seven a.m. And they hit me with an overdraft fee for that. And I just called them and went, well, what the fuck? Yeah, no. Two, two <laughs> hours? You, yeah, you, no. You know I have direct deposit. You knew it was going to be there. Right. And that's, that's exactly yeah. what I was talking about. They, they process the, the transactions in an order that is advantageous to them. It's an algorithm in their fucking system, dude. I mean, that's Yes, but now, just so you, you gentlemen know, no, it's because of my bank getting sued, banks can no longer do that shit. Right. Like if it's there the same day, that's like government. Yeah, it should be government a stepped in. Like, Sorry, it but be a if it's there the same day, it should be a twenty-four hour turnaround. You know? When yeah. there, but the, when there's a will, there's a way. I mean, they still want to fuck you over. Yeah, where there's a they, dollar, they just there's been, a way. They're, they've been caught on this angle, so they'll find some other way to. I don't know. Bank of America is like that, dude. There's they are no, the worst bank for that There's shit. no advantage for me. If I actually wanted to go buy something online, so fuck it. I go to 7-Eleven. I pay a Visa dollar card. or something for a rechargeable Visa card. And I use that. It's way better that way anyway. Because now my ID isn't out there. I don't have a bank account number out there, a credit card number that somebody can steal. Right. And I mean, my social security number. Good fucking luck. I don't know what you're going to do with that. <laughs> See, now in the bank's defense... I had that happen to me twice last year. One was a, a credit card that I shut down because it's worthless at this point because it's $300 limit. But the other one was that the bank caught caught it right away and called me. They're like, hey, we shut down your card. We've, uh, you know, there was a chart. It was like, I don't know. I was in like uh, Massachusetts and someone was buying like shoes or something in like fucking like North Carolina or something. Well, yeah, you know? they're all over that because at the end of the day, they're going to be held responsible for those charges and have to mm-hmm. try and recoup that. They're, they, Cause they called me. They're like, hey, did you just buy this and this? Like, No, I did not. You that, know, like, they're okay, looking out for themselves sure. yeah more but, so than you during that call well my what my credit union just popped somebody got my wife's number and it got denied at like meyer and like three other like a gas station and mm-hmm. uh um, white castle just just mm-hmm. yesterday and uh, even when i started right traveling away. wow they were probably right by our house yeah there's a white ca- yeah, i know i know right oh no wait that's a little further down they're the one on gratitude i was but thinking even when I, the, uh, I started traveling i start uh there was a couple things that uh like i prepaid a couple rooms like for one of my trips and i'd aaron i think maybe you remember this maybe you don't i don't know we it was a gig with our old band and i went to go use my card and the bar was like uh you can't use this card this is not valid i called my bank like what the hell they're like oh we shut down your card for suspicious spending and i'd explain to him uh no you know i'd explain to him no i just got a new job i travel for a living now so they had to like put all these things you know they had to put notices on my debit cards like this guy travels you know to take a little bit of the eagle eye off of it yeah i go on my bank account for my credit card and i tell them where i'm going and Mm -hmm. it's Fine. Yeah, there is a number of times working retail before, uh, you know, selling instruments, you could rack up some pretty big purchases here and there. And when people would come in from out of town and buy something, it got to the point where I was just like, you should probably contact your bank if you haven't already, because I'm about to run it for $2,500. Yeah, and freak. you live in Texas. 
Right. So, yeah, they're probably going to decline it. Not that it, you couldn't get on the phone and get somebody to approve it, but it's like a 15, 20 minute conversation. Eh, I've just, just, it's, I don't know. I just, I got no issue personally with my personal finances with banks. I've been the same bank for 15 either. years. I love this. We start, we started out talking about Greece and the <laughs> Euro. They're like, you know what? We don't know shit about world economics, but damn banks suck. I can tell you that much. (laughs) I mean, if they suck on a personal level, imagine how bad they suck on a global level. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Shit. What about this shooting in San Francisco? With the guy with all like four Mexican, Mexican, Mexican cliches for a name. Right. What's the guy's name again? That's racial. It's something something that if we made it up, we would be labeled as just hardcore racists. But it's like you couldn't even make this shit up. His name is. It sounds pissed like this guy's walking around getting away with something. Uh, (laughs) He's a Juan Francisco Lopez Sanchez. Right. So the guy's in San Francisco and his name's Juan Francisco. Yes. Juan Francisco Lopez Sanchez. So I I heard about this guy. I, I saw a Fox News story talking about basically how this is probably why Trump is right. (laughs) Here you go. Fox News. Trump is right. (laughs) Yeah, here's this guy who has been been deported numerous times and has come back to the country. And he was held on a, like, uh, some kind of minor charge. And they were supposed to, because he was in, in illegal, they were supposed to hold him in custody until the federal government could investigate. But they didn't. They let him go. And now he's apparently responsible for uh, shooting the shooting of Catherine Steinel, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. But he also did it with a stolen federal agent's gun, which... How the fuck did he pull that off? Right. They, so, have they even delved into that yet? Or Well, the, the clearest facts I could get on this was, according to Juan Francisco, he came across this gun wrapped in a t-shirt on a bench, and the gun went off accidentally in his hand. Which, yeah, that's his story? Yeah, it does sound like a stupid story, doesn't it? But nobody can find a motive for him to randomly kill this woman either this she was out for a walk with her dad besides being pissed off at the united states because he's been deported five times you don't just go and shoot a random white lady on the boardwalk you never know i mean it's i mean the guy's crazy the guy's gentleman's mental state yet or is that just too far down the road But there's also there's no indication of a struggle or it doesn't appear that he like approached them and drew a weapon on them i don't know I, my whole my whole thing is the first my whole issue is with the first part of what you said he just, that he was federal agents custody? are just leaving their guns wrapped in t-shirts on benches all over the place <laughs> oh that it, yeah well, it, it's is that is that you think uh, guy's got to check his gun in and out and all that other bullshit and okay but how how would this guy have gotten the gun otherwise though that doesn't even make any sense well, I mean, you know, I, not, I'm not an investigative reporter. Right. No, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, none of this makes sense. So the little facts that we get, even though they they sound like complete bullshit, it's not like there's a strong case for him committing this murder intentionally. Well, the thing is, is because it is a federal agent's gun, you now have to think that the federal government could be involved in this and trying to cover that shit up. Uh, you know, like maybe trying to protect one of their own. Or protect the fact that they were competent enough to let one of their guns get stolen. I mean, that's there's right. You well, know, I mean, there's we we. You know, Jay, this is usually your area of expertise with the conspiracy theories here, but I mean, I don't think it's that far fetched to believe that the government is incompetent and now they're trying to cover their ass. Well, I guess you know the, the San Francisco police are getting a lot of shit for being a uh, what do they call it, a sanctuary state, which is a term that uh, is apparently being used for people who are willfully ignoring the federal government when it comes to detaining illegal immigrants until they can be uh, basically questioned and deported. But, I mean... I'm telling you, give them all social security numbers, take a third of their income like the rest of us, welcome to America. Let's make some money. Well, well, that's the problem. Yeah, is let's make some of that money back. We're spending on the welfare, man. That's what's going to happen. Well, no, but about the welfare. about this detention issue, though, because the you know the San Francisco police aren't the only. There's there's a number of different cities and and police stations that are not that are, that are not uh, detaining illegal immigrants. 
And a big part of the reason is because the federal government has a huge backlog of these cases. I have to say, my guess, my first guess would be uh, no room. Right. Well, there's been plenty of stories with uh, with uh, cities who have complied with this and ended up detaining illegal immigrants for years while awaiting while waiting for the federal government to do something about it. So that's why that's why a lot of them are just like, hey. Pocket. You know, yes, yes, you're an illegal, but, you know, we don't have the room or the money to take care of you. Look, we'll show you where the Home Depot is. You can work till we take you to court. I know it's, it, I, I just think there's going to be more to this story. And it's, there's, I, there's dude, this whole, this whole, everything you just said to me just stinks. <laughs> like, it, it sounds like, oh, it's crazy. I found it in a t-shirt on a bench and just went, this, like. This is already more intriguing than the first three episodes of the new season of True Detective. Like there is a there is a twist somewhere in here. There's something shots fired. There is something dirty going on. You're oh, not they, liking the, the Vinnie Vaughn True Detective? Oh, great cast, fantastic performances. Not really heavy on plot. Like there's it's kind of a don't need that whole plot thing to get in the way. Well, you know, I I it doesn't stop me from watching it. And it didn't stop me from watching Sean Penn and the Gunman either, which is a very similar thing. It's a very kind of straightforward story about a man whose past catches up with him. And it's Sean Penn. It's Javier Bardem. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the British guy who's in it. It has, oh, uh, Edris Iba, I- Isba. What's his name? The guy from the fucking wire. Uh, the guy who was... Idris um, Elba? What, I don't know. Idris Elbow? Is that what you I'm sure. I can't remember how to pronounce his name, damn it. He was the guy in the golden armor in the Thor movie. <laughs> oh, that guy. Right. Um. Anyway, it, it has a fantastic cast, but I mean, the plot is just it, everything is exactly what you expect, and it really doesn't go anywhere. But it was a very entertaining movie. It was a beautiful movie. It was very well acted. Oh, did you see the. Uh, no, talking about police. See, the Baltimore police chief got fired. What for? <laughs> for the recent spike in homicides in Baltimore, because the police have just said, "Well, fuck it." You know, it's 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 been a it's a, it's been a rough year to be a cop. I'm I'm not saying it's not well deserved, but uh, you know, it's it's it has not been a a good year to be wearing a badge and a blue uniform. No, because no. you got you know you got a bunch of over aggressive fucks out there fucking it up for the guys who are actually there to protect and serve to use the cliche but well at least we have somebody at the top getting canned for this uh, because these things these these incidents of of cops shooting unarmed people and and going way over the top and being too aggressive on citizens these don't happen in a bubble they're not happening in a bubble they're popping up all over the place but they are the products of the culture in those cities the culture that starts with the police chief telling them get out there and you know crack some skulls and do whatever it takes and so the fact that we're actually seeing a police chief being held responsible for this that's uh got to be a step in the right direction fix that shit by september i gotta go there (laughs) i actually have to stay in baltimore this time have you guys heard about face gloria who what (laughs) it sounds so Uh, wrong yeah it sounds like some kind of new porn yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's Which not. Way? It's the exact opposite, as a matter of fact. Face Gloria is a new sin-free Facebook or a social media page that are uh, social media... Uh, For Jeebus? What do you call it? It's not a page. What's Facebook? It's a... Social media. It's social media. It's straight up what it is. All right. It's a, it, it, it's a social media network. There you go. That's the word I was looking for that... This is, uh, let's see, social... Wait, no, that's not it. Is it sponsored by Hobby Lobby? No. Chick-fil-A? Yeah. A group of evangelical Christians in Brazil mm-hmm. has launched a social network where swearing and erotic content in any form is completely banned. Mm, sounds like the place I want to stay away from. <laughs> It'll last a week? Yeah. On Facebook, you see a lot of violence and pornography. Really? Who are they friends with? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, uh, I mean, I follow I some pages that I see some of that shit, but that's because I follow those pages. Right. I don't see. I don't just, go seeking them. It's just like, okay, right. you know, I watch like, you know, Afghan combat footage and shit like that. <clears throat> right. I'm, You're seeking that stuff I'm, yeah, out. Yeah. I'm like liking mm. military pages. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, whatever. I mean, this is what we're going to experience in the future anyway. This idea that... Well, Facebook, you pick your content, and then your content that's like shown to you is like an algorithm. So, I mean, I don't see how... If they're, right. if they're not looking at something questionable, like somewhere... Right. I don't see how they're getting that, but... Well, this idea that there's like Facebook is going to be this one social media network that everybody is on yeah. is outdated. I, I I think even Facebook believed that, or maybe they still yeah. do believe that. But it's going the way of MySpace. Well, you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have segments of the population or certain groups of people that will have their own little networks that they communicate well, on. Speaking of that, I heard for the first time today, and maybe you've heard of it, but it's called Black Twitter. Because apparently, like, a lot of the leading tweets and shit like that about, like, a lot of... I guess, like, black people really have come to Twitter. And I guess that they're using it as a, you know, a social media network. You're like, it's supposed to be. But they, there's actually a term called black Twitter. They call it black Twitter. And there's, like, a, a newscaster who's actually going to start covering it. Wait, is... But is Black Twitter a separate network? No, it's what Twitter, is but it's just it's it's like kind of the unsaid portion of Twitter. It's Black Twitter, I guess. If you're black and you're part of that, yeah, look that yeah, shit up. Terms like that are really going to help to stamp out racism. Good job. Yeah. Oh, but that's supposed to be okay, you know. Yeah, just if calling we say something, something black Twitter, is not racist. Well, we know how that goes. Well, it's like you know, I don't know. Los Angeles Times recognizes Black Twitter's re- relevance. There you go. Black Twitter has a prominent online presence. It has become so important a major newspaper has hired a reporter to cover the news that comes from African American tweeters. Once again, that's Afri- African Americans <laughs> are some of the most active Twitter users, and so called Black Twitter has become a space for news, activism, and challenging conversations about race. And this will solve this could solve this has the potential to solve a number of different issues. Uh, it can cause a number of different issues. Now. Yeah, I'm, on, that's, I'm, like, I'm with Jay on that one. Now that's been brought it's, up. Once again, we're, it's we're, like the we're, black, we're crying it's like equality the, while singling out a single group. Right. No. I mean, I, a, I, I, hold on. It's not a separate network. No, it's not. It's just all, all they're doing is drawing focus to the fact that black people are, are more how prominent the, on Twitter yeah. now than they have been in the past. How okay, but what if a white guy came up with the term "black Twitter"? You think that would? It, it, to to me, that just comes off as a pejorative term. Like it, it's, it's not though. That to, just calling something black is not racist. It's not a pejorative mm, term. No. It's a descriptive term of what you're talking about. You're talking about black people on Twitter. How so you're calling it black Twitter? Can't they just be people on Twitter? But they're talking about issues that are. Uh, they're talking about their community. So it's not that this bl- this black person on Twitter well, is talking just, about how funny Dancing with yeah. the Stars was. I would call it, it more and, of a, and we, a community. And we go, oh, of, they, well, let's yeah. put that on black Twitter. This is a community of, of people that are, are, are communicating about the issues in their community. So this is where social media actually has its greatest strength, as we saw in uh, Syria, for example, to bring things back to that. It, the, the fact that people could use Twitter and other social media to communicate instantly in large groups with each other was a very powerful tool for people who are standing up against a, a tyrannical government. So, yeah, it has the potential to do a lot of things. And, I mean, just the fact that there's... the question. Why wouldn't it? I, I, uh, don't, I don't understand why... It, because we're back to the conversation where I view SJWs and people who say prayers as in the same group. Look Look at me. There's talk, a difference look, between it, making uh, an opinion, uh, putting an opinion out there on Twitter and being a social justice warrior. I know the predominant the predominance is definitely people looking for an issue to be mad about. But that doesn't mean that, that that's all that, that's going on on Twitter, that I'll, there can't be real conversations where people are trying to solve problems. It ha- you can't damn it because of, of its stupidest and lowest common denominator users. But that's you all have that to see the potential in everything. Media. Those are like the loudest voices on social media. It doesn't usually. matter. The loudest voices on the radio are the stupidest ones. The most colorful and flashy programs on television are the stupidest ones that draw the most people. It doesn't mean that you should say television is retarded and we should get rid of it. There's nothing worth watching on it. There's still a lot of great television that can be challenging, that can be intelligent. It's 
like any form of media you have that that everybody has access to, sure you're going to get this lowest common do- denominator shit where people can all you know pat themselves on the back and feel like they're making a difference in the world by being outraged by stupid shit. But the potential for actual change and the improvement of communication in communities cannot just be swept to the side by all of that. Do you think this would be relevant if it wasn't for Ferguson? Do I think it would be relevant? Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean, do you, do you think it would be relevant news if it wasn't for Ferguson? Because is this yes. just like, is this just like a way for like our media to point out that there's this subculture as, you know, I guess you'd use it as a loose term. You, you got this subculture of Twitter that happens to be the majority of black, you know, the black section of it's just, it's like almost segregating it. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying it's not relevant. Like mm-hmm. it's because, you know, it, you know, but like it would be like pointing out native American Twitter, you know, it's kind of like, okay, you're, you're going to, I mean, I don't oh, know how you avoid that. Like, let's put this in like a, how many a white tangible terms. Trolling there. What now? if you opened Black McDonald's? No, it dude, was, it's, it's, no, you're taking it out of context. It's not. It's not being named that. It's just the community of black people that are on Twitter. It's such a large amount of people, and it's just like it's where their voices are being heard. So right, and un, it's not even a, a specific place. It's not like you go no, to Black Twitter. No, and it's not an official title. It's not BlackTwitter.com. It's just it's, fucking Twitter. There's, there's it's just a, the. It's the community of black. It's a community of black people that are on on Twitter. That's what it is. And they're just they just yeah. want to report upon that portion of black culture because so many people use it because, you know, they got their fucking Obama phone. <laughs> I just oh, I'm in the lobby that you should just call it people on Twitter. I don't know. But, but it is just people on Twitter. They just happen is, to be the, it, is it people, just happen to be black people on it's Twitter. People on Twitter who are black and are also talking about issues that affect them. Yeah, they're rel- and, they're and relevant other issues. black people. Yeah, they're relevant issues. So they're going to start reporting on it so that, you know, we can hear what their issues are. Okie dokie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like Miss Black America. Like, you know, I, you I can mean, be black and be Miss America pageant, but you can't be white and be in the Miss Black America. I mean, there wasn't a. I mean, I agree with the, the basis of your argument. Why are we? Why do we even have this term? Because it's not like it's a separate place. It's not like it. it, it it is almost like we're, we're segregating that conversation. Right. That's what I'm, you know, at. Like, which you know. not only I understand in the interest of and they're self know, bringing seg- attention they're segregating to it. it too. That's they're, that's what gets me. Nobody, nah, what, I don't think it's self segregation, dude. I, I well, it's the Again, Los Angeles a, Times. So whoever is fucking running the Los Angeles Times okay. has decided, like you know, oh, you know what, this would be a really good idea. But but get this, this, but get this though. Black Twitter is a black person on Twitter. Yeah. Right. They're not segregating themselves. They're not going to blacktwitter.com. They're not signing up for a service that only accepts black people. They're not communicating only with other black people. No, I they mean, are I get black that. People I'm just talking to using just the, Twitter. I think the term is stupid. The media and comes, off, and comes off ignorant. Right. The it, media had an interest to to give this a name so people can can attach something to it is is has created this name of black Twitter in order to describe this this momentum of people using of black people using twitter more and i guess another problem i have with the two is you couldn't do it you couldn't do it it can't to me it's it it's not fair if you can't do it the other way but wait a minute wait a minute you can hold on here's and there's already white twitter and you there's white people tweeting all the time put in the detroit free press and see how well that goes here's a conspiracy theory you don't have a story of oh my god white people are using twitter because we are <laughs> that, that's no shit. That is a that is not a story. It's just putting it. It's not a label. It's a term the media has has invented to describe a movement that they are witnessing. What if it's the CIA trying to point black people to to Twitter so that they can read more of their shit? <laughs> Jay, I don't think that's too far fetched. Because <laughs> this could just be an advertisement. On my honest opinion, that doesn't sound too conspiracy ish to me. <laughs> I wouldn't put that past our fucking government. No. How does the government evolve? 
It's a black person deciding to use Twitter. Yeah, but it's they're advertising it. But it's advertising. Hey, listen, Who's black advertising? people. Who's advertising? The LA Times LA are Times. calling it black yeah. Twitter. That's what I'm saying. What if it's that's the advertisement for their news stories? That's advertising. I, I understand, for them. but if it's if it's like, hey, there's this like culture in Twitter for black people. Like black people are going to congregate there even more so. You know, like if if you're a black person, you're not using Twitter yet, and all of a sudden you hear that, you're like, oh shit, I didn't know. I get on, I gotta going get on, on Twitter and I see get what on everybody's talking Twitter. about. Yeah, so like you get more black people on Twitter. Yeah, and you can track all their movements with their smartphones and shit right. like that. Oh yeah, see. And once Twitter goes black, it's never going back. Nope. And then it'll oh be snap. Yeah. <laughs> then we're just gonna have to rename it. We'll have to give Twitter to the blacks. Yeah. And get something new. Mm-hmm. Here's your 40 Listen. acres and a mule. <laughs> right. You get Twitter. All right, well, Twitter. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> Y'all find out at your next meeting terrible. what the next social media uh, uh, network is going to be because... Uh, yeah, my, we're bringing MySpace back right. to white it's like, it's like property, you know? The blacks move in, the whites move out. No, just Jay will start Twitter. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great note to end this episode on. Well, for something that felt like it took a while getting going, that went fast. Yeah, it did. Well, that's just number one. <laughs> Holy crap, I got to take I know, a piss. right? I got to take a piss. All right, so uh, see you next week. Or no. Yes. See you, Wait. Yeah, see you next oh, week. Yeah. See you Monday. Yeah, see you Monday. Monday, motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, who, who knows what the weekend will hold. Only but until then, time we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following us, all the new followers on Twitter. Thanks for hitting up the Facebook page, all that fun stuff. And uh, we'll catch you on, yeah, Monday. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening Christopher Media let's make some noise thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net